Hi, everybody. Time for the digital marketing news this week. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Hi, everybody. John Lincoln here. If you don't mind, please go ahead and leave us a quick five-star review on wherever you are listening to this podcast. We would really appreciate it. It keeps us motivated. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into today's content. And thank you. So first thing is DuckDuckGo says it will block Google's Flock. What does that mean? Well, if you don't know what Flock is, Flock stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts, okay? And it's a high-tech solution that protects the anonymity of individuals in cyberspace by hiding them in crowds of people who share common interests. So people are hidden inside of crowds, and we are still able to advertise to them based off of what they're interested in. But DuckDuckGo says that they're going to block it, and they're also pretty upset that Google is even doing this. So DuckDuckGo said, we're disappointed that despite the many publicly voiced concerns with Flock that have not been addressed, Google is already forcing Flock upon users without explicitly asking them to opt in. We nevertheless are committed and will continue to do our part to deliver our version of raising the standard of trust online. So what do you think? Do you think that people should have to opt in or is Google doing the right thing with Flock and they are essentially hiding people inside of groups but still categorizing them based off of their interests without asking them to opt into anything? I'd be interested to hear what you think about it. Leave a comment below. Next thing, Google is offering advice on optimizing web stories. So if you aren't aware, Google has stories inside of the mobile version of Google. But a lot of people don't take advantage of them, but they should be. And if you have something called AMP, Accelerated Mobile Pages Enabled, there is a feature that you can add to your code that makes it so that Google will pull a story out of your AMP configuration and serve it inside of Google. So Google is offering some advice on how you can get more out of web stories. Here's what they have to say. They say that for starters, Stories need to get optimized just like any other type of content on the web, so you actually need search engine optimization. So a story will be served after somebody Googles a keyword, and that page needs to be optimized for a keyword in order for it to serve a story around that keyword. Also, web stories require valid AMP code, and that is so that Google can serve uh, them via AMP cache. So they look at the AMP cached version of the page, and then they serve that inside of Google. And those two things alone will make it so that you have a better chance to show up inside of Google Web Stories. Next thing, Snapchat, this is crazy. Snapchat has acquired a company called ScreenShop, okay? And the reason that Snapchat has acquired this company, ScreenShop, is because they are going to use ScreenShop to look through all of your past Snapchat posts and then to find out what you are interested in from a fashion perspective. So were I on Snapchat, which I'm really not, they could look through all of my past posts. They could see that I like this style of t-shirt, this style of sweatshirt, were I to wear something on this like this on a consistent basis. And then based off of that, they're going to serve me ads that have similar types of clothing to this that I might want to buy. So really, really interesting there. Is that an evasion of past privacy? Probably not because you've posted it to Snapchat and you've opted into all their terms of service, but it's going to be great for retailers who are looking to advertise on Snapchat. So ScreenShop will scan the images saved in memories and use that info to highlight for sale clothing items that match a user's style. So in other words, Snapchat is offering clothing marketers the ability to reach an audience that has already shown an interest 
in specific kinds of fashion. Really interesting move by Snapchat. Next thing, LinkedIn has come out and released ad guides. So there's these new guides around all the different types of ads that they have so that you can learn better how to target people with these type of ads. So there's LinkedIn messaging ads, lead gen forms, text ads, spotlight ads, and follower ads. So all these type of ads now have guides so that you can learn how to use them. Uh, I am a pro in these type of ads. I've done a ton of them. And I will tell you these guides will be very helpful to help you level up. Uh, because they, they take a while to learn how to run these different types of ads. Next thing, Facebook releases its state of small business report. And wow, is it depressing. So here are a few things that you might want to know. So almost a quarter of small businesses reported that they were closed in February of 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This was a big jump from October 2020 when just 16% of small businesses reported that they were closed. More than half of U.S. businesses, 51% reported a year-over-year -year decline in sales in January 2021. 30% of small businesses reported that they've reduced their workforce. More than half of U.S. businesses, SMBs, 51% said they won't rehire laid off or furloughed employees. Hotels, cafes, and restaurants were most likely to feel the adverse effects of the pandemic. Women-led SMBs were hit harder than men-led SMBs. They say that's probably due to the fact that women-led businesses suffered the most um, in the industries that, that were locked down and had social distancing guidelines. And then 60% of US SMBs use digital tools to communicate with customers. So, uh, bummer. I love the US economy. I love the United States. Total bummer. We're gonna come back, everybody, right? Let's. We're gonna get through it together. I know we will. Next thing, Facebook adds labels to satire pages. So a lot of Facebook pages out there that are very satirical and many of them, which we completely enjoy, obviously, right? But now what they're gonna be doing is they're gonna be labeling satire pages as satire pages. This way, when people follow something like The Onion and they read a headline that says that a squirrel can't wait to ruin man's day by running in front of car and getting killed, they will know it's not a true story. Uh, so there you go. What do you think about that? Was that a good move by uh, Facebook? Comment below. I'd love to hear what you what you think. Should they label satire pages as satire pages so that people will know consistently that this news is satirical? I'd uh, be interested to hear your thoughts on that. Next thing, a Twitter video ad platform expands with Nelson Cross Media Solutions. So Twitter has an ad sales platform called Amplify, and it's expanding its integration with Nelson Cross Media Tools. So Amplify will now include Nelson Media Impact and Nelson Ad Intel. So if you run ads on Twitter, you'll also have access to these Nelson total ad ratings, and that's gonna give you cross-platform um, insights. So this is gonna make them a more competitive advertising platform, give them more data on users, and it's something that could help that platform get a little bit more sophisticated. Next thing, Facebook tests additions to up and down voting comments in groups, okay? So last year, Facebook began testing up and down voting in groups. Now Facebook is testing additions of new badges that users can give to commenters. So users who get a badge will also get a notification, just like when somebody likes um, one of their comments. But apparently the whole point of this badge system is to inform authors that their comments are helpful, relevant, or informative. So if you're leaving good comments, you could get a badge inside of Facebook groups. Next thing, Facebook will launch a separate Australian news service. So there was this big feud between Facebook and the Australian government over news and who owns the news and who's getting paid for the news and, and who's not. 
but now that problem's been resolved and Australians will get a customized news source from Facebook again. I believe Facebook's now paying news for the news. And next thing is Pinterest rolls out creator code to promote positivity. So they have this new creator code. You need to be kind. You need to check your facts. You need to be aware of triggers. You need to practice inclusion. You, you can do no harm. You're seeing much more moderation come to every single platform. They now have guidelines. They're not now um, really making sure that all the content is something that they want to be, a, be proud of because of government regulations and then because of advertisers who don't want to be associated with negative social media content. So uh, we're seeing just, just a ton more uh, just monitor, monitoring of this type of content. Next thing, Facebook's ad algorithm is guilty of gender bias. I'll be interested to hear what you think about this. So here's the issue. According to USC study, Facebook targeted an Instacart delivery job to a female-dominated audience, but it targeted a Domino's pizza delivery job to a male-heavy audience. And this might make sense at face value because the Instacart delivery drivers are mostly female while the Domino's pizza delivery drivers are mostly male. Here's the thing. It does not appear that Facebook's doing this intentionally. It's just a side effect of the current cultural bias that exists in our society. Really interesting. Be interested to hear what you have to think about that. Leave a comment below. I'll see you next week. Really interesting news as always. I hope you had a fantastic week. Like, comment, subscribe. I always appreciate it. I'll see you next time. Bye.